Joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. Well, you guys could have started the San Antonio postgame show a long time before you did. You could have started tonight's a long time before you did. Yeah. I, I said to Tim after the first quarter, I said, did they just lose the game in the first quarter? Yep. Did that just happen? And, yeah, that's the answer. I actually have a spreadsheet, and I'll – Jake, if you text me tomorrow, remind me. Yes, you can geek out on us, David. I can <laughs> – I actually have a spreadsheet where I can run, like, for whatever amount of seasons you want. Down 16, what were we, down 16 with five minutes left in the first? And I can get what the win percentage in the NBA is. Oh, yeah, I'd be interested to see that. I would, too. I would guess it's about 95% at that point. Probably, right? And the way they were doing it, too. I mean, they they were just getting to the rim at will. I mean, Brooklyn was doing anything they wanted to. The Jazz weren't making shots either, but, I mean, you know. Can't stay in front of Kyrie Irving. You're going to have a tough time. Well, and, and the thing about that is that the shots that the Jazz did get were tough shots. I mean, it, it, it was a um, hand in your face or, you know, just something running to the rim that was not a high percentage shot. Then on the other end, a little different story. Quinn uses a, a word, and I love the word because I think it, it fits so many areas, and I think it's a word that Jazz have to have to have with them to be successful, and he talks about force all the time. And I saw like zero of that tonight. You know, I, I know shots were tough, but I just don't, you know, things got so bleak on the offensive end. And it, as you run, as you know, it's hard when you're not making baskets to get the juice to play defense and um, just got away from them. My, my only question is if KD plays tonight, do they get 158? No, mm-hmm. I actually think if KD plays today, it takes away the Kyrie Irving Jared Allen pick and roll, which is the number one pick and roll in the NBA, and the game might have had a totally different feel. I, I loved how Quinn in the, in the pregame, at least with the media, he talked about, um, you know, don't, you know, we, history shows great players out, and, and there's story after story after story of guys, you know, teams rallying, and just he talked about it in in the D League when he was coaching, and I've seen it hundreds of times, you know, in college, where you you hear guys out and you think you you're going to have an easier night and it ends up being rough. Yeah, I I wonder what happened tonight. Well, sometimes the mindset for for players anyway. Oh man, Kevin's out tonight. You know, and, you know we should win this. And you think you're playing hard, but you're really not. You think you're getting it done, and you just coming up short. So, by the way, my new. my first run. This is incredible. I'm stunned. My first run of being down 16 with six minutes left. Your win probability is still 24%. Yeah, because that is one thing about the NBA is the swings are crazy. You know, early early big leads don't always translate into, but but that's interesting that that, that number is so high. You know, let's talk about that because I, I know the 10-point lead used to be nothing. It's not 10 points anymore. I mean, that's definitely nothing with three-point shooting. And even a 15, 18-point lead with three-point shooting is probably nothing if, if you get hot. But a 10-point lead, I mean, that's like being down four points. You can cut that in half, maybe yep. five points. You know, I mean, the, way, the, way the Pelicans-Indiana game last night was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, never, I, I couldn't believe how that finished. That um, was insane. By the, fourth, by the beginning of the second quarter, our win probability was down to 11%. That's what when they we call it. We were down battle. 21, down 21 starting the second quarter. Your win probability is down to 11%. Mm-hmm. 
And I'd look at all, all you guys and say, so you're saying we got a chance. <laughs> right. Is it, does the, your, your chart say what happens when you're down 50 at the half like the Clippers the other day? Um, no, but I can tell you that we were down 19 at the half, right? Right. Mm-hmm. 19 at the half. We were down to 6%. That sounds about right. So we didn't lose the game entirely in the first quarter, but we had to rectify it really fast. But, I, but I think the way we did lose it was, I mean, so I understand Kyrie's, he's, he's great. He's number one in pick and roll. Um, but he, you know, you see, let a guy like that see the ball go in that many times without a miss. And, and a couple of them were just direct line drives like nobody around. And that's one surefire way to, like, Ron, you can speak to that. Give a score like yourself, a couple free looks, it's going to be a long night. Well, not only that, but you let a score like that get to the spots that he likes, you know, and, and Correct. it's going to be a long night yeah. for sure. And that's what he's so, so good at, especially that mid-range game where he, I mean, I don't care who's guarding him. It seems like he can get it off, you know. Up behind the back pass was something else. Oh, yeah, a couple of those. Too. Oh, the yeah. dunk by Allen, that's yeah. going to be all over. And it blocks, I mean, Allen was. Allen was a monster, man. He's great. 18 boards tonight for him. 19 points. Sheesh. Really good. All right, boys. Well, uh, not long to dwell on this one. Another New York team coming up tomorrow. And I hear you're going to be up with us. We uh, we no. are. Hey, we're a beanie, Booner. Did I just break that to Booner? I'm <laughs> no, sorry, Ron. Okay. All right. Uh, but, yeah, Monster Jam on, on Friday and Sunday, and we've got a Tesco around tomorrow. It, it'll be good to, to see you. I'm going to wear a, a full, like, protective suit so I, i'm not the one that gets locked sick i don't worry about lock. Be me. the guy to my right's like three weeks away from the vaccine let's not get him sick I'm, I'm, i i i want to know how he's i, mean, I don't want it either let me let me don't let me don't make sure let's make sure i'm on uh, i'm clear here. i'm not interested in getting this thing either and finding out about the heart ramifications on this baby but like the guy to my right is you know over at the age of 70 and um, is like three weeks to the vaccine. Let's let's keep let's, him healthy. Let's create a little vehicle here, like the Pope, you know, the Pope rides mobile. in. Yeah, yeah the there Booner you go. mobile, right, and have absolutely. him kind of wave through the concourse, <laughs> wear a white suit. I like that idea. How easily distracted are you, David? Because I'm going to try my best tomorrow, buddy. Uh, Brace yourself. Be, I mean, in this setting, it shouldn't be too tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like the old days when you go play PlayStation at your place. I'm you not know, as distra- I'm not as distracted as I can be. Never mind. Wow, I almost got myself in trouble. Yeah, don't do Woo! that. <laughs> don't do that. We're uh, on the air, right? Yeah, we are. So watch. So, like, they didn't, like, stop the broadcast in the second quarter when the win probability was 6%? No, We're sir. We're still on the air? Okay, I should keep that self <laughs> myself to my. Woo. All That's right, good. guys. Be See well. You. Bye. Thank you. See you tomorrow night. Yep. See you tomorrow night. 130 to 96 is your final Jazz Fall in Brooklyn. We're breaking it down next. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight to the Brooklyn Nets, one thirty to ninety six. And Tim, this thing was ugly from tip off. The Jazz were outscored 35-14 in the first quarter. We were just talking to Lock and Boone about the probabilities of coming back, and it just uh, they weren't playing any defense and they weren't getting any good shots to go down. So that's a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, it just did not seem like there was a, a whole lot of effort and urgency. Uh, and I hate to say that because that's a you know, that's not, as a coach, that's something that you just, you know, you live for your guys to compete and play. But, you know, Quinn stopped this game twice to try to get these guys in, 
And when it got to 18 to four and the way it got to 18 to four, you know, Kyrie basically, like Ron said, did anything he wanted to do. Um, and man, that basket, you get a, a guy going nine for nine, that basket looks huge. How about this? And we'll get into some other stats, but uh, got to give uh, our guy Tyson Ewing credit. Tyson does um, stats for the TV broadcast and uh, fired this stat by me on the Twitter machine. He says, got a bad number for you. This is just the fifth time since the start of the 93-94 season that a Jazz opponent has made 52 or more shots in a game, just the third non-overtime game. Wow. That's that's, that's I mean, not good. That's a lot of ball <laughs> and a lot of not this outcome. So uh, I, I really, I mean, that puts into perspective yep. just kind of how, how bad it was. Well, that's that's just a, a lack of defense, and uh, you know if you look at the stats, that certainly bears that out. The the Nets shot fifty six percent from the field, so Kyrie Irving had twenty nine. Uh, Jarrett Allen was just a monster: nineteen points, eighteen rebounds, two block shots. Uh, Chris Levert had twenty four points coming in off the bench. He was very good for the Jazz. Donovan had thirty one on ten of twenty two shooting, but it was a lot of ho hum after that. Jordan Clarkson with twelve, Royce O'Neal with ten, all in the first half. Rudy Gobert with ten, uh, but really. Um, you know, Donovan played well at times, but nobody, I would say, uh, Tim, had a really good game. No, it, it, you know, even in some losses, you can you can say, hey, Mike played great or Rudy played great. But this one, yeah, you can go right down the, the list. I mean, Jordan Clarkson was 5 for 13, uh, gave the Jazz a little bit of a spark. But overall, this one, they really did. There's no other way to say it. They got outplayed. They got outplayed early, and then they were just in such a spot that they couldn't uh, they couldn't come back, and, and really didn't play well enough to even come back. And this was the first game I, I did. I thought Rudy Gobert didn't play particularly well. Uh, I know we're gonna we'll try and scratch for some positives as the show goes along. There's just not a ton of them, and uh, Rudy was outplayed by Jared Allen tonight, and uh, he had he didn't contest at the rim very well because you know the Brooklyn Nets got a lot of layups. And uh, just just wasn't uh, the Rudy we've seen so far this season. I don't know in the time that I've you know been doing this, so a little bit you know toward last year up until the COVID break, and and then this year, I don't know that I've seen Gobert just totally outplayed like he was tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen Jokic have good nights, but Rudy gets you know gets his on, in on him. This Jared Allen had a night. Um, he did, he missed one shot, and he twice he he blocked Rudy on a on a dunk. Uh, and then a layup, he, he pinned that thing against the glass. Um, but Jared Allen, he's, he's a great young player out of the University of Texas, was very highly ranked coming out of, of high school, had you know a, a short college career, but, uh, man, he looked the part. All right, uh, with that, we'll say good night to our network stations as the Jazz lose tonight, 130 to 96 to the Brooklyn Nets. Our next broadcast coming at you tomorrow night. The Jazz remain in New York. They're going to be at the Garden uh, taking on the New York Knicks. It'll tip off at 5.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have postgame sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down straight ahead on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz... Beat up on pretty good by the Brooklyn Nets, 130-96. to We'll get you sound uh, from Coach Snyder and from the locker room coming up here momentarily. But, Tim, let's uh, let's check out tonight's uh, sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, Jazz shot 38.8% from the field. 
uh, 32.4% from three, 11 of 34. They were led by Donovan Mitchell at 31 points on 10 of 22 shooting. Three of eight from three. Donovan had four boards and four assists. Rudy tonight, 10 points to go along with uh, 11 rebounds. Had a couple of block shots, but only three of 10 from the field. Royce O'Neal with 10. Mike Conley had eight on three of 10 shooting. Bogdanovich with four on two of seven shooting. Clarkson had 12 coming in off the bench for the Nets. Uh, led by Kyrie Irving's 29. Jared Allen had 19 points, uh, 18 rebounds, and two block shots. And uh, Chris Levert, uh, Karis Levert, excuse me, had 24 points coming in off the bench uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, I mean, this was certainly a one-sided affair, Coach. Yeah, I love Levert. He he was fun to watch. He, he's he got a kind of a quirky, you know, nature to him, and he can really play in ISO. And he's going to be a nice piece uh, kind of as a third score for this team. But for the Jazz, yeah, it just, I mean, when you're reading off those stats, 38% from the field and 32 from three. Um, you're just not going to win very many games, uh, you know, playing like that. And then you couple that with the way the Jazz defended tonight and it just it, this was not one they were going to win. Is this uh, maybe, uh, speaking of their, their defense, is this a sign of something that's going to be an issue uh, in the throughout the season, if the other team's got somebody like Kyrie Irving, who's who's really good with the ball and really good getting to the basket, they just didn't have anybody who could even pretend to stay in front of him. I mean, Royce <laughs> Royce gave it the old college effort, but he had a tough first half against Kyrie Irving. As crazy as it sounds, Royce would have been had an. You know, I'm not saying he would have done a better job, but he had an easier time personally guarding uh, KD. That you know, just matchup wise, right. that, that's a hard one for him. Um, I agree with you. I think that, you know, th- this has been something we've talked about. And, and really, in my mind, um, you know, it, there has to be a uh, there has to be an answer. And, um, you know, Donovan, in my mind, would be a guy that maybe give him a shot at trying to guard somebody like that. But um, that has been the isolation, getting beat off the dribble. Those types of things have been issues in the past, um, you know, especially when they pull Rudy out uh, from the basket and, and have guys have direct line drives. I couldn't agree with you more about Donovan Mitchell. And maybe, you know, we talk about the next step to his game and, and he's already terrific, obviously, but, you know, taking that big time defensive matchup, I, you know, physically speaking, he should be the, the candidate is to guard Kyrie Irving. You know, if it's Kevin Durant is the other team's best player or LeBron or Ka- Kawhi Leonard, you know, certainly uh, Royce O'Neal would be more equipped to take that defensive matchup. But I agree with you, you know, Donovan has all that athleticism. He's got the length. Let's not forget that when the Jazz first drafted him, they were hoping he would make an immediate defensive impact and weren't really drafting him. You know, I'm sure they liked his offensive skills, but they they were, you know, on draft day crowing about his defense. I, I'm with you. Maybe that's the next step is he has that that desire to go go guard the other team's best guard. And I understand at times, you know, you don't want him to use a ton of energy. Uh, but I think the way this team's constructed – um, you know, they don't need Donovan to take 25 shots a game. Um, I, I think it's pretty obvious that he can he can score and really help this team be a facilitator. Uh, I But I do, I think that the next step's for him to be able to guard a guy like that. Right. I, I think so, too. Well, they, they need somebody because, you know, to, to have Royce start out on it and not go so well and not having really another option to go to is is tough. It's it, from a coaching standpoint, it's terrifying. I'll promise you that. Where you're like, what, you know, you're looking around like. Okay, in fact, next? Ray Jacoletti once uh, we were getting beat really bad at Air Force, and my job at the time I was a 
the video guy, and I my job was to hand him the board every time out. So I handed him the board. He said, he looked at me. He says, Timmy, I don't need a play. I need you to draw me up a player. <laughs> like I need you to add someone over there that I can choose from. Like in a video game where exactly. you're creating. Yep. Them. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. just just or just pick somebody up, but. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't do that. No, and and they needed somebody else to to stay in front of Kyrie Irving, and you know Rudy's such a big part of the defense. And when he is is struggling or has a tough matchup, which uh, I think it's fair to call Jared Allen that, um, you know he needs a little he needs a little help from the from the teammates from time to time. He certainly did tonight. Yeah, and um, you know we we we've talked about when games haven't gone well, the Jazz didn't play great offensively. Uh, never really this to this point this year have we talked extensively about defense um this one i think they kind of let go of the rope defensively and um you know there weren't any answers no there there certainly were not and uh as a result they gave up 130 points and if brooklyn had left their a team in in the fourth quarter probably would have been 140 or 150 points because it's just it was just that type of game uh, tonight for the the brooklyn nets all right let's go back to brooklyn jazz head coach quinn snyder is addressing the media i will start with andy larson salt lake tribune Quinn, Quinn, uh, how do you describe the defensive problems you had tonight? I'm sorry, Andy. How do you describe the defensive problems that you had tonight? Well, I think to begin with, we we didn't have urgency. Um, I don't think there was really anything we did well, you know, beginning with transition early, uh, not getting back with urgency. We didn't contain the ball. Um, you know, it's probably the the overall theme was our inability to protect the paint. Um, you know, they got in the paint either on drives, offensive rebounds. Um, but if we, you know, if, if the ball gets in there that easy, there's not a lot of good things that are that are going to happen. It's it's going to be tough to recover. So, um, you know, pick and roll, they're, they're, all the different ways that they were able to attack the rim, and then. That ends up, you know, with with clean looks from three. But it started with transition, and it, it permeated everything we did defensively. Ben Anderson, KFLSports.com. Quinn, you talked about it a little bit before the game of, of not having a lot of practice time. Does that force you even in games like this? I know you got your younger guys in, but to just use some of these minutes to try and get your guys to gel? Well, you know, we, were, we played, you know, in – played the game and at the end obviously the the, the game dictated that um, we were out of the game and you know obviously with the back-to-back but regardless of a back-to-back it you know some other guys needed to get in and compete and um, you know you'd like to have different opportunities to um, to get those guys some opportunity but um, that that wasn't the case tonight you know we just didn't we didn't play well is, is an understatement Eric Walden Salt Lake Tribune when you were asked before the game about, you know, how do you convince the guys in the locker room to take a team missing its best player seriously? Do you feel like that maybe was an issue that that the lack of kind of intensity and focus at the start was a result of that? Well, certainly there was, you know, a lack of intensity and focus on the defensive end at the beginning of the game. You know, they had a couple buckets that that found their way in. You know, I thought our offense hurt our defense early where they were running on us. You know, we had a couple at the rim that we had missed, but it, it snowballed. So as far as, you know, what we were concentrating on at the, the beginning of the game, um, it wasn't it wasn't 
the way we played, it wasn't the right things, particularly the defensive end. I point to the transition early because that that's usually you point to that with, you know, a lack of urgency to get back. And like I said before, they were attacking. So whatever the, the reasons are, um, you know, none of them are excuses. We just, um, we played really, really poorly. And the one thing about the NBA is we play again tomorrow. So we need to bounce back and be prepared to play. And obviously, uh, have a different, you know, a, a different mindset going into tomorrow's game. All right, Nicole Tab Deportes. Hi, Coach. Uh, Royce O'Neill look very confident, especially when the team need the baskets more. How you feel, how you think about his performance tonight? Rudy, you said. Uh, Royce O'Neill. Royce. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think Royce competed. Um, Kyrie Irving is a talented, you know, talented player, as we've said before. So, um, you know, the, the biggest thing that, that Royce can do is is come out um, and defend every night and knock down open shots. And I think just collectively, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't have enough tonight in, in you know, most facets of the game, if not everyone. Okay, that's all for tonight. Thank you, Coach. There's jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. And, uh, you, you know, we listen to coach Snyder's comments a lot, uh, obviously Tim, and he doesn't get too up and he doesn't get too down, but tonight he did sound like he, he had a little edge to the voice like this. This one, uh, displeased him a tad. Well, he, he, the word he used was, was urgency. We didn't have any urgency. And, um, and I'm telling you, it's a personal, it's a personal attack on you as a coach. Sometimes when, you know, you're, you're, this is your responsibility. You're out there. You're, working with these guys, and, and I'm telling you, man, these nights are destined to happen. You don't want them to happen, but they happen. Yep. And Quinn is ultra competitive and really, really good at what he does, and this hurts. You know, it's like getting kicked in, in, the, in the gut, and you got to figure out. I mean, his mind's already swirling because they got to they gotta play tomorrow, and he's got to get everybody right. So there's a lot going through his mind for sure. Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 130-96 to 96 is your final. The Nets beat the Jazz. We'll have more sound for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim will come with you. The Jazz fall tonight to the Brooklyn Nets, 130-96. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Let's uh, take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Uh, tonight, Tim, points in the paint. Uh, let's see here. Jazz outscored by the Nets. Oof. 40 to 68, 68 points in the paint for the Nets tonight. Holy cow. And typically that's an area with, uh, with Kyrie. And I think Dave, David talked about this in his podcast today. Um, you know, Kyrie's really struggled in the paint against Rudy since 2015. That was not the case tonight. Um, he, he did not miss a shot in his first nine and really just kind of um, undid the jazz. Yeah, he did. They they just didn't have an answer for him, and yeah, they got they got to the bucket all night long. Sixty eight points. You don't you don't see the Jazz give up sixty eight points in the paint very often, right? And 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 also end up you know give up fourteen threes. So 
68 in the point, the paint, and 14 threes. That's a bad combo. Not a recipe for a win. For a win, no. Uh, let's go back to Brooklyn. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. First up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don, you said the other night that you can't come out tonight and be a different team. What is it that you're seeing that's the common thread from these different styles of play that we're seeing with you guys so far? Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is the saying is like never get too high, never get too low. I think, you know, we're, we kind of fluctuate. You know, we have that tendency to fluctuate and we just didn't come out ready for their, their pressure. Um, we've seen this before. We've seen it a bunch this season. Um, we were able to squeak away with one win uh, against Oklahoma State. We haven't won any of these games where they come out, you know, we've pushed back and made great pushes, but, you know, this is what happens when you play a team like this, you know, that lost four out of five, came in with something to prove and got a hand. I mean, tired of saying it, but you got to hand it. You got to hand it to the team for coming out that way. We got to find a way to, you know, we just didn't do much right uh, today as a whole. And that can't happen after a really, really good performance. Um, it's been the story all season. What are we, three and three, four and three, whatever it is. Um, that's indicative of our play. You know, we have three good games. It's going to be two and a half good games and then three bad ones. So it's like, you know, we got to figure out who we want to be uh, right now. Fortunately, it's six games and not 26 or 60. Uh, we have time to turn this around, but we need to start now. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, you said... I mean, as you said, you guys didn't do many things right tonight. So when there's a game when so many things are going wrong, how can you kind of look back and try to fix anything? I think the biggest thing is why we just got to look at ourselves. You know, we came out, I think Kyrie started out seven for seven. You know, three of those shots bounced around the rim. But, you know, not just Kyrie, but, you know, we can get back in transition. The little details are what makes us a great team, you know, and I think or I think that's what we got to look at, the little details, sprinting back, sprinting back in transition, turnovers, how many times we push the ball, how many times were we able to get in the wall and stop the, the fast break, offensive rebounds, all the things we focus on, you know, we can point to four or five different things, but taking every little detail. I think that's where you start, you know, when, when you have a game like this. And we've had a few. And you got to start with the little things. And you've seen we've done it. You know, we've done it against Portland, done it against San Antonio, uh, done it against the Clippers. Um, I think we just got to, you know, look at ourselves and say, look, we have to be this team every day, not, you know, 75% of the time or whatever. Like, if we want to be a team that's contending for a championship, we have to do it every day. And that's what you look at. You know, it's easy to point at whatever, you know, but you look at the little things. How many times were we able to hit Jared Allen? You know, how many times were we able to blitz Kyrie the right way, get the ball out of his hands? How many times were we able to shift? Like, I didn't go in there and get any rebounds. You know, like how many times? Those are the things we got to look at, not so much whose fault it is, just little details individually that make up, you know, what we do. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, uh, Quinn mentioned that there wasn't um, any uh, focus or, or intensity on the defensive end at the beginning of the game. Why do you think that was? Do you think was was there any overlooking the Nets because uh, Durant was out or, or what happened there? Yeah, we have too much respect for those guys on the other side uh, to overlook anybody over there. And quite frankly, when a guy like Kevin Durant is out, you know, you look at guys, you know, around, they see that as an opportunity. Uh, seen as an opportunity to, to get certain shots that they may not necessarily get uh, with KD there. So if anything, they're, uh, you know, those guys are even more dangerous because you don't know where it's going to come from. And I think they just, 
like I said, I hate doing this, but you, you give them credit, you know, and we got to get to a point where I got to stop saying that. Like, you know, but they came out like they lost four out of five. Uh, they came out like they shouldn't have lost to Washington. And we came out like we, we, we won, you know, against San Antonio the way we did. And I think that's where our problem is, just having the same sharp-minded mindset from the jump, not getting punched in the mouth and then saying, oh, shit, like we got to play. And then next thing you know, guy like Kyrie Irving, you know, is, is hot. It's seven for seven, eight for eight. Then every time he misses or it's just bouncing around and we're not going to get those roles. You compound that with our misses and now it looks like, you know, nothing's going right. And it feels like nothing's going right. You know, and I think that's where you get down in the hole. We got to come out where it's like, look, it doesn't matter if we hit five shots to start the game or miss three, miss five, whatever. We got to be the same team defensively and we just weren't that tonight. All right, we have time for one more. This will come from Tim McMahon, ESPN. <laughs> Hey, Donovan, you've been one of the really prominent voices uh, in the league's push for social justice. So I wanted to, uh, to get your reaction in the news out of Kenosha, Wisconsin today. I'm sorry, what, what happened? Oh, you mean, okay, 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 got you, got you, yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, um, not being charged. Um, to be honest with you, Tim, I don't, I don't really have words, um, and, that, and that sounds cliche, but it just gets to a point where it's like, you know, there are things that obviously we, we, we see, we see the video and then you can make the point of, you know, oh, we didn't see what happened before that. But at the end of the day, a man was shot in front of his children, you know, and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking and, and, and it's sad to see. Um, I saw Marquette, I believe, took a knee uh, before their game, you know, and I, it just gets to a point where it's like, what more? Like, what, what else? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's, that's really where I'm at. You know, I don't really, you, know, you look at that, you look at Brianna Taylor, it's just like, what else? You know, what, what, what else? And I, I don't have words. It's just, it's sad that it's become a thing, you know, where it's like, you don't really expect any, like any justice out of these things. Cause it's like, man, like, you know, you're as an African-American uh, male, uh, it's just one of those things where you're, you're scared and it doesn't matter who the hell you are. It doesn't matter if, you know, the most famous person in the world or, you know, whatever, like, at the end of the day, your job is your job. I play basketball, but I'm an African-American male and I have African-American women in my life and, and, and so on. And it's just disheartening, man. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's tough to see. And, you know, I, my prayers go out to his family and his children who I've been in communication with um, as far as the education, because this is, this is it's just heartbreaking. All right. Thank you so much, Donovan. All right, there you go. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell commenting on a variety of things, obviously. Donovan tonight, 31 points, 10 of 22 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3, 4 assists, and 4 rebounds. Uh, Donovan just didn't have any help tonight. I mean, he he played all right at times, and I, I'm not letting him totally off the hook, but, I mean, uh, he, he nobody really just stepped up tonight for the Jazz, and you, you got that from some of his comments. Yeah, and even Quinn, I, I really do side with what Quinn said. I, we didn't do anything well, and, and I think you can take that as – you know, yeah, Donovan scored some baskets tonight, but really <clears throat> Donovan hit it on the head. This is a team that has to figure out at the end of the day, what do they want? What do they want to be? And and I think um, the positive thing, like he mentioned, they're only six games in. So, um, you know, you're not too far in to figure it out. But that this 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 word consistency um, and, and focus and force and all the different words those are the things we the, the Jazz really need to focus on. You know, he Donovan talked about like how many times did we hit Jared Allen on the roll, and how many times did we blitz Kyrie correctly? Um, those are the type of things. Those details really do uh, make a huge difference. 
And right now, that's the the piece of this. The Jazz consistency is just not there. All right, let's go back to Brooklyn, uh, where Royce O'Neal is addressing the media. Our first question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Royce. Obviously kind of a, a tough start defensively for the team. Quinn said that there wasn't enough intensity or focus on that end at the beginning of the game. Uh, to what do you attribute that? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we just didn't come out aggressive, you know, starting with myself uh, on the ball. Uh, you know, they got to got hot. We got to make things tough for them. And then, uh, you know, you know, sometimes things don't go our way. But, you know, I think our energy is something, you know, we can handle. You know, we're going to bring it next game. Can't think about it too much. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Where it's kind of along those lines, you guys did great against San Antonio, but putting together back-to-back consistent games has been a challenge, whether that's the struggle of getting off to a good start. Uh, why is that the case? What, what, what are you seeing there? I think we just got to, you know, carry over the focus from the last game, uh, you know, San Antonio. We see how we can play. You know, we got to bring it every game. You know, guys are going to come, teams are going to come after us, uh, you know, bring their best effort. So we just got to match that. And we got to bring our best effort every night. Uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Right, with the with regards to your defense on Kyrie, were, were there are there plays that you kind of wish you had back? Are there things you would wish you would have done differently or better or whatever it is to kind of slow that early start? I mean, try to make things tough for him. He made some tough shots, uh, you know. But you know, I just got to be more aggressive myself. You know, uh, be more alert, aware. You know, try to make things harder for him. Uh, so. All right, and we have one last question. Nicole with Tab Deportes. Hi, Anir from Puerto Rico. What is your big learning from this game to improve facing needs tomorrow? I think our defensive effort, uh, you know, even when, you know, things aren't falling on the offensive end, we got to have, you know, that defensive energy, you know, to compete, staying in games. You know, not every game is going to be offensive game for us, you know, whether we're making or missing shots, we know our defense is going to set the tone for us on both ends. All right. That's it for tonight. Thank you, Royce. Royce O'Neal, 10 points tonight on four of seven, shooting two of five from three at five rebounds. uh, But had uh, the the assignment of staying in front of Kyrie Irving tonight, and that's uh, always going to be a tough one. And it's just, it was a brutal matchup. It was really difficult for him. And, um, you know, Kyrie's elite for a reason, uh, Royce just struggled keeping him in front. And, you know, the only thing I would disagree with, I I didn't think he had to make very many tough shots to start. To me, it seemed like he was right where he wanted to be. And that's that's where the game got a little nutty. Yeah, I I thought so, too. All right. Go where love takes you in the all new completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at MarkMillerSubaru.com. The Jazz fall to the Nets tonight, 130 to 96. We'll get you more sound from Brooklyn. And continue to break this one down next on your Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. The, the Nets beat the Jazz tonight, one thirty. 
uh, to 96. We'll get you more sound from the locker room uh, coming up here momentarily. But let's get uh, your master of the glass tonight brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound uh, secured by this year's team rebound leader. As usual, your Master of the Glass tonight is uh, Rudy Gobert. 11 boards. Actually, he had more offensive than defensive rebounds tonight, which you don't see all that often. He had six offensive boards to five defensive, but really... Let's be honest, tonight the master of the glass uh, was Jared Allen, who had 18 rebounds tonight, five offensive rebounds to go along with his 19 points. And he was, I mean, he's hes a really good basketball player. If I'm Steve Nash, I'm not uh, starting DeAndre Jordan anymore. No, I think Jared has my attention. Um, and, and he did that against one of the great centers in the, in the NBA. Um, so, uh, yeah, th- this kid had a, a, a great night, was all over the place. I think the, the play in my mind that summed up tonight was the end of the first half when um, uh, the, the, the Nets pushed it down, missed a layup that just got popped right back to Allen. He laid that thing in as the clock went to zero. Um, you know, the Jazz just, it, it was one of those nights, and uh, Jared Allen was a big reason why. Yeah, he, he was, I mean, he was, he was great. And like you said, you don't see, um, you don't see any player do that to Rudy very often. I mean, even even some of the really great bigs in this league, not that Jared Allen isn't that, but, uh, I mean, you just don't see many players do that to Rudy. And, and, the, and the, the, the word I'll come back to is urgency. If, if all these guys are locked in from the start and there's a ton of urgency, you don't let guys get started. And, and Allen just got, you know, he, he just like Kyrie, he, he missed one shot tonight and was, was huge on, on both sides, you know, big-time blocks and dunks. And, yeah, he looked the part. Let's see if I can do quick math here. He and uh, Kyrie were 20 of 28 tonight. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, think the so. only people who do better are you and I and <laughs> I, maybe KD and Kyrie. But uh, but they were amazing. And, and Kyrie was five of seven from three, which obviously is is a, a really terrific number. And, and those two were really good. And then you add a, a performance like uh, Levert coming in off the bench with 24 points and you know, Brooklyn can score it. I mean, with or without KD, Brooklyn can put it in the net. Um, I didn't think they could stop anybody, but they stopped the Jazz. And I, you know what? It's crazy. I like Shamit too, and he's hardly getting any time, even with guys out. Um, you're right; these guys can score. They got a pretty good. Uh, they got a pretty versatile group. They can play through a couple different guys. Um, Kyrie, KD, and Lavert is a guy. Is a guy you can play through. And and then I, you know, Joe Harris is another guy who's just he's kind of an X factor for this team, kind of comes off the bench. Um, but it, it was it was fun to watch the Nets. Wish it would have been under dis- different circumstances and, and wish we would have seen KD a little bit tonight, too. Yeah, it would have been fun to watch uh, uh, Kevin Durant. Maybe we would have seen a little bit uh, different a ball game, but um, I don't know. Maybe the Jazz would have shown more force and urgency in those words we've been using if, if they had uh, KD on the other side. But. I don't know. This this was not the Jazz night for a variety of reasons, and, and and Donovan talked about how just they weren't doing a lot right, and we've all had those days, right, where we're having a tough time and everything. Uh, you know, the reverse Midas touch, everything. You'd every you, you red do, light. You know, it it it. We've all been there, but uh, it felt like Donovan was having one of those days where when he said he just could not do anything right. Yeah, and and that's at the end of the day, that's what this team. They, they can't have these swings. Um, you know, we've seen them play brilliantly. Uh, as good as 
as we've seen a Jazz team play in recent years, I think twice this year in, in the Portland game and the San Antonio game. They were just terrific. Um, but you, it's hard when you have a swing like this because you, you do. You get a bunch of people sitting around wondering what you actually have. And consistency is the key. They, you know, figuring details, being consistent, um, and they have to be the team they're going to be every day. I think that's one other thing Donovan said. All right, let's go back to Brooklyn, and let's hear from Rudy Gobert. We'll start with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, putting together consistent games has been a struggle this season. Why is that? I think we just got to start the game better. You know, uh, we've been seeing the same thing uh, back and forth. You know, we play well one game, and then the next game we, we don't play well. And uh, if you want to be a, a great team, we have to find a way to bring it every single night, even on the tough nights like tonight. Uh, it's tough, you know, to, to win any type of game when you start the game by giving up 21 points in the first uh, six minutes, you know, and, uh, and it's on us, uh, particularly on me, to make sure I start the game the right way and give us a chance. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, Rudy Day, it's in the paint tonight. That's usually your area of focus. What happened? I think I didn't play. I just didn't bring it tonight, uh, especially in the first quarter. You know, and like I just said, uh, I have to set the tone for my team, for my teammates uh, every single night. And uh, tonight, I didn't start the game with the, with the intensity that I, that I should have. And, you know, we maybe we would have not win the game, but I think, uh, you know, keeping up, being down 21 to 4 in, a, in the first six minutes, um, you know, it, it just put us in a bad spot. And uh, it's mentally tougher on everybody to, to come back from that. And I think I, I can control that and, and start the game better. Uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, Jared Allen had had a big game, kind of uh, bringing high energy, kind of going right at you. Was there anything he was doing differently, or, or was that just you know you not getting off to that uh, great start at the beginning, as you mentioned? Yeah, that's exactly what I mentioned. You know, he, I mean, he, he played a good game. He, you know, he's a, he's a good player, um, but uh, I started the game soft, and uh, you know, that's not the gave him confidence, gave him confidence to think that, you know, he could do anything he, want, he wanted. And, uh, and he did pretty much do that throughout the game, you know, and that's it's just one game. But uh, this is, yeah, we I have and we have to start the game better. And it changes everything, especially on the road. Uh, we have a follow up from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Uh, when you're talking about starting the game better, how much of that is physicality? focus, those sort of things? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, our focus, our, our energy, and our physicality. And, uh, you know, and like I said, even if it's a night when we feel like we don't have as much juice, we need to act like we do. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take energy to communicate. You know, it doesn't take energy to just be strong with the ball. And, you know, and uh, and that's those things when in the nights when we maybe don't have as much legs, we need to make sure uh, we have the brain and 
you know, and by doing that, we just bring it every single night and we're going to be able to be in a position to win every single game. So it's, uh, it's still early in the season and, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of games. We're going to have a lot of opportunities, but uh, we can let it, you know, we, we let it slip already like three times playing that way. So if you want to be, you know, a top team in the West, uh, we can't waste any more bullets like that. We got to bring it every night and start the game the right way. All right, that's all the time we have. So thank you so much, Rudy. All right, there you go, Rudy Gobert. Um, Rudy being very honest, very forthcoming. This was not his night, and he did not play well, and it was really from jumping. Heard Rudy acknowledge it right there. It's it's great when you got leadership that will step up and take that. Um, And, you know, Rudy actually, I I felt like he told it like it was. And it's totally true. If you don't go out there and you're not urgent and you're not – um, totally focused on the game plan. You are playing against pros, really good players. And uh, if you let a, a couple things slip, and he said it, you know, I gave him confidence because I was soft. And that's not hard, that's not easy to say. I do think those are, are positive signs. Uh, you don't want to continue to hear this, you know. You don't want to continue to hear, hey, we got to learn the lesson. Um, we need to be more consistent. But in, in this case, from your leaders, uh, that's really one positive thing is this team has had now twice where a guy stepped up and said, hey, um, you know, I didn't help at all with the way that I played. And uh, so it, it does, you know, the leadership seems to be uh, at least accountable, you know, in these situations. How hard is that as, uh, for a coach to watch a team who just doesn't have that pep that urgency whatever you want to say how hard is that for a coach to sit there and I mean I'm sure you just want to go shake the guys and be like what's going on uh, you got more than this what's what's going on out there that's what those first two timeouts were I guarantee yeah. those were wh- wh- who is this I'm not even sure what I'm watching right um, and, and again they happen they happen to everybody um, I think I made the joke uh, I was on a, a hit with this last week with uh, with DJ and PK and I was talking about you know, as fans, there's certain games that you just are expected to win. You know, don't lose the ones you're expected to win. If those schedule just came with a highlighter and yeah. said, hey, you're supposed to win all these, um, it would be easier. But, um, no, I do think that it's uh, – I do think as a coach it, it, it drives you crazy and it's pro- probably part of the reason why I'm sitting over here in a beanie <laughs> and a, in a beard um, because – you do. You put your heart and soul into it, and then when things like that happen, you just got to be resilient. You got to bounce back, and you got to have faith that that uh, the guys will get the message. All right, go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have your play of the game coming up next. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts before we look ahead to the New York Knicks game coming up tomorrow. 130 to 96 is your final. More Jazz game night post game show next on the Jazz Radio Network. Kyrie driving behind the back pass. Allen who dunks on Gobert. Wow, Jared Allen. Woo! There you go. That's David Locke in your play of the game. Jazz game night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. For service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com. Driven by you. Tough night tonight for the Jazz. They fall to the Nets. 130 to 96 postgame brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only 
negotiation-free Subaru retailer. So in these situations, Tim, where, where you have a tough loss, and I know they don't uh, play back-to-backs necessarily in college, but how, how difficult is it to put a, a disappointing performance behind you and, and press forward to the next game in such short order? You know, we played tournaments like in the preseason where you go out like a multi-team event, like Maui, for instance. And yeah. we lost a really tough one to San Diego State. You got to get ready to play the next day. It's interesting because you have zero time to prep. Everything's pretty much done in the ballroom. Um, and the Jazz aren't practicing. It doesn't sound like a ton anyway. The, the one thing, the, Quinn will have their attention, and I would expect that regardless of whether the ball goes in, whether they play – flawlessly they'll play hard tomorrow um and and really that's the part of this that's the most frustrating is this is the first time the jazz just came out and did not compete real great uh and you can go down the list and say they didn't do they didn't rebound it great they didn't pass it great they turned it over um so that's the one thing you hope as a coach and, and the only thing you can really push for is that your guys come out and compete the next night i would imagine that um you know, I don't know if the Jazz were embarrassed per se. I mean, there are lots of wide margins in NBA games every single night. But, uh, you know, a performance like this, I, w- I would think, would hit the pride a little bit. And we might see some of that urgency tomorrow night. Or it's, it's certainly the impression I've got from our post-game sound tonight where everybody sounds like, hey, that's, 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 not, right. Not, that's not right. That's not us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the the data point we have on this season when Donovan didn't play great is he came back and, you know, he played a, a really good team game the next night. Um, I think that, you know, as good as Rudy's played, um, this may be a wake-up call that, hey, you can't – there isn't a night you can take off, you know, whether it be Jared Allen or, or Jokic. Uh, every yeah. night you got to play the same. And Rudy has had, you know, very consistent season to this point, um, but he just got outplayed tonight, and unfortunately it was the night that every, pretty much everybody did. Are there any positives that can be taken from a game like this, Tim? I, I, I like that Donovan kind of got in a little bit of a scoring rhythm. I mean, he scored some – you know, it's always hard when you score points that are meaningless in the outcome of the game. And I think there was a stretch where Quinn left the starters in there a little longer just to send a message, I would guess. And Donovan got some there, but at least, you know, he got close to 50% from the field. He's 10 for 22. I still believe it's probably a few too many shots. Um, and I'd love to see the assist number for him be up high every night because, again, I think he can do that. Um, but other than that, no, I don't think... I don't think you can take a positive. It reminds me, we went down to, to UNLV one year, and we got absolutely blown out, I think close to 40 points. And this was a team that won the – we won the, the league championship that year. And it was a major setback. We had really hadn't had a game like this. And we got to practice the next day, and none of us knew how Coach was going to handle it. Um, we talked as a staff, and we threw ideas about what he would do. But he did something that he'd never done before and never did you know, since, but it worked for that team. He walked in, had them all sit down in the bleachers, and he took the the DVD back then because you had yeah. games on DVD. Uh-huh. And he, he basically said, the only thing we can do about last night is this. And he threw the DVD up in the air, and it smashed into thousands of pieces. And it was somewhat cathartic because you can go in and nitpick over everything, or yeah. you can just write it off and say, we had a terrible effort, and we're just going to go to work and, and make sure we don't have terrible effort. Um, it worked that night, and um, that's kind of what I was, would maybe expect, you know, from from the Jazz. I just kind of put this one away. Don't lose the lesson, but there isn't a whole lot you can gain from going through every frame. Lon Kruger running revs. Oh yeah, they just 
put it on us. And then what's funny is they come back to our place a couple of weeks later and we beat them 30. So it was just one of those weird deals. Man, he had a run of some really good UNLV teams, and they just haven't been quite the same since, it feels. Well, they, you know, they hired Dave Rice, yeah. and Dave Rice only won like 70% of his games. Oh, and, man, he got— And they fire him yeah. in the middle of the season. So in my mind, whatever they've gotten since then, they deserve. <laughs> I was actually in Las Vegas when they fired him, and uh, I was surprised because, you know, whenever I go to a different town, I'll flip on the sports radio and get the vibe or whatever. I was so surprised how down they were on Dave Rice. It was like, what? And he had like the best recruiting class in the entire country. Not to not to get sidetracked, no, we breaking did, down UNLV but Lon Kruger, Lon Kruger is a great coach. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I just think about how good the league was. The Mountain West Conference at that point in time where Fisher had a role in it, San Diego State, you guys were, were terrific. UNLV was really, really good. Uh, New Mexico was still good under... Um, Alford, right? Yep. Steve Alford was, he was unbelievable there. We had some pros roll through there, like Tony Snell put it on us one night, hardcore there, and I didn't even know who he was at the time. Well, and then, of course, Kawhi was in the league at that point, and, uh, and Jimmer and what you guys were doing. Oh, man. That was the heyday of Mountain West basketball. That was and, really good ball. And you know what's strange about that is the Utes weren't good. Usually the Utes, the bell cow of that conference, they were down and everybody else was up. That was a, that was a weird time. Yeah. There was some good basketball being played there, though. Yeah, there, there really was. Not to go down memory lane for you. but That was good. I was in a ticker tape parade somewhere, as you talked about it, thinking of the old days. Thinking of uh, Sweet 16. But now I'm here again with just the residue of this meatball I just ate. After a 34-point uh, <laughs> drubbing uh, the Jazz just took at the hands of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, no. There really is no way to put a positive spin on this. No. I, I don't think it's anything near what, what's expected. So let's get back to the drawing board and... They, they play tomorrow night. They don't have to travel far. They're right there in that same vicinity. And we get to see an old f- familiar face in Johnny Bryant. And uh, Thibodeau has done a great job thus far uh, kind of getting this New York team to buy into his culture. So it's not going to be easy. Well, Julius Randle is playing really good basketball. Plays tail right off, yeah. Which good for him because he, he was always kind of that. Uh, he was in that Jabari Parker, Andrew Wiggins draft where he was kind of, I don't I don't want to say the, the uh, you know, um, not remembered guy, but he was kind of the third guy in line in that high profile draft, which didn't turn out to be as good. And, uh, you know, his time with the Lakers was, uh, was shorter maybe than a lot of people expected. And then he, last year he signs with the Knicks and everybody's making all these jokes about how the Knicks signed nothing but power forwards and dude has done nothing but go 20 and 10 basically for the past three seasons. Yeah. He's been terrific. And, uh, you know, another guy that's actually kind of gotten out of his, his rookie slump is, is RJ Barrett. He's playing some pretty good basketball, scoring it, um, so this will be a it'll be a, it's not rolling in to play the Knicks of old. This is this is going to be a battle and Tibbs will have them scouted. And I guarantee you're going to see similar schemes to what we've seen that have given the Jazz trouble. All right. Uh, we want to say big thanks, uh, of course, to Locke and Boone for doing uh, their fantastic job, as usual, calling all the action. Uh, thanks to our broadcast assistant tonight, Amanda Smith. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Lundy doing a terrific job, as usual. Thanks to our uh, title sponsor of the postgame show, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, Tim, thank you, my friend. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Um, Jordan Clarkson wore a kilt to the game. He did. That did happen. And I did vote that you would be the most likely to wear a kilt. I, I seconded Austin's tweet. On our staff, it's definitely me. You're a kilt it, guy. It would be the most likely. So if you don't want to wear one tomorrow and just, you know, remove all doubt, 
Go ahead. If I had one, I'd 100% wear it. Maybe I can make a fashion. You'll be in a kilt, and Ron Boone will be in the mobile coming up. In the Pope mobile. And I'll be in an astronaut suit. So that's <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to make 20, 2021 a thing to remember. Tough night for the Jazz. They fall to the Nets 130-96. to 96. Up next, the Knicks tomorrow night from Madison Square Garden. Tip-off will be at 530. Pre-game will be at 430. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.